0: Some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> spider sense is spider Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider Man podcast where we dive into every Spider Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? na 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 so listen to this show, find us on foreideradio.com <laughs> and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And we'd like to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie. And Simon.
1: Yes, you all couldn't see this, but I was doing a little dance for you while Derek was reading out your names.
0: Yes, I did. I mean, why? What? No, no I, I did. I don't know what I'm thinking. You did. <laughs> I was reading them, is what I what my brain was thinking. I was reading them while you were dancing. Yeah. There's no video here, though, and we're not together, so I had no idea that that yeah. was happening. So we're in a state. We're all just uh, a ima- You know, we're all just we're all just using our imaginations yeah. to imagine Doug dancing. So yeah. Speaking of imaginations, Doug, uh-huh. picture yourself. Hmm. In the year 1981. Okay. Disco was still like fresh in the cultural memory. Sure. History's greatest monster, Ronald Reagan, was just elected president. Mm, My favorite historical monster. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, NBC was broadcasting the wonderful series, Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, that we all love. Mm. Hmm. and oh yeah, there was another Spider-Man show that everyone kind of forgets about. That was oh like at the same time. shoot, that's
1: right. There was another one, wasn't there? Yeah, there was wow. another one that wasn't there. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's been a while <laughs> since we've covered the 1981 solo Spider-Man show.
1: It really has.
0: Yeah, I haven't been missing it. And I haven't I have, either. I <laughs> Have to say, it's um, my feelings haven't changed on it. It's this fight. I mean, this this will be a perfectly adequate, fine conversation. But you know, it's a show. <sighs> <laughs> it is
1: you know it, it was one of those okay if you if you're somebody who listens to us every week uh it was refreshing to return to the 2017 show after doing the mtv show right it was like a good direction to go in and then going from having like a deep conversation about the entirety of season one of 2017 into this episode i was like oh okay okay <laughs>
0: Lisa, so. this, this right. show's fine this show's <laughs> fine it's just very slow and there's not really it's not even like it's like slow paced and there's not much to it yeah. it's not wacky enough to be like fun in the way that like 60s show or amazing friend or spider woman is it's just like okay well there was a spider-man story yeah you could have told in probably 11 minutes <laughs> and it probably would have been better but yeah. you stretched it out to 22 minutes and i yes. uh, Almost fell asleep uh, yeah. both times, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> you, one
1: of the points you made is one that I definitely would have made, which is like, this feels like a show. Even though it was happening at the same time as Amazing Friends, this show feels like it should be a two-segment episode show. Yeah. Um, These should be like 11-minute stories, not 23-minute 20, stories or ho- however long they are. And it yeah. feels like it when you're watching it. Like it feels yeah. like they're adding things along the way. The other one too is like, i i don't i'm like i'm nervous to even say this but because i don't know that i i can hold this as a metric to every single show we talk about but maybe i feel like this particular spider-man show is the hardest one for me to define for it a thing like what is this Mm spider-man show's thing or perspective or, like, um, unique characteristic, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's sort of unfair because there's only been one full show before it and the other show, which is, like, very different than this. But when you do have sort of the ability to look at the the decades-long history of Spider-Man shows, mm-hmm. this one really does feel like it's one of the few, if not the only one, that doesn't have, like, a thing.
0: Yeah, I guess this it feels like the thing for this show was maybe to be... The first Spider-Man show that really tried to commit to being like close to the tone of the comics in a lot of as much as it could like in that each episode is like more or less a canonical Spider-Man villain that you're familiar with or, or a Marvel villain. And then also there's a Peter Parker plot at the same time as a B plot, which, like, is the most basic thing in yeah. the world. But, you know, if you consider, like, the 60s show, like, it had that to an extent, but, like, it was also, like, sort of its own very wacky, weird kind of show. And, like, there was a lot of psychedelic elements to it. And, like, just being in 67 made it automatically different. And the people behind – like, it was just such a different vibe. That's, yeah. like, sort of unlike anything else that existed. Um, This show was more, like, a very – Trying to be a more stereotypical kind of cartoon and superhero cartoon and being like, here's your basic elements of Spider-Man. We're going to put that on screen. And I do think that they like do it. It's just... There's not enough of you know the draw the good drama from the comics and that she would get later you know later in other Spider-Man shows for it to be good like to for it to be more than just like perfectly adequate dramatically mm-hmm. but there isn't also enough wackiness because I think they're kind of more or less taking it pretty seriously for the most part yeah. as serious as a cartoon like this could be so it's not as like fun as Amazing Friends is concurrently so it ends up just being like every episode is just the most basic what feels like it would be a basic filler episode of of a future show kind of you know what i mean and you know i don't like the term you don't you know i don't normally like the term filler yeah yeah. but it's like every single episode is just like oh yeah that episode was fine but kind of forgettable but like the entire show is like that which is kind of weird um and i say that too knowing that like we've covered four episodes before this and like there are episodes out of those four that like we kind of liked like we said that we liked the episodes but like I wouldn't call any of those particularly memorable or like very top tier. You
1: would have to remind me which ones those are. Um, And I think, you know, we do these kind of in pairs. I I feel like one of these episodes, I'm going to forget the moment we stop talking about it. It's not this one, though. So this one we could. Yeah. we could we could start to get into and, and yeah. we'll deal with the next week's episode when we get to it. But Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I, I yeah, I am I'm in the same boat as you. But are. I totally feel you.
1: Like its thing, I guess it's not that it doesn't have a thing, it's just that its thing is to literally be the most Straightforward, yeah, uh, Spider-Man cartoon that you could possibly make, which yeah. again at the time made perfect sense. So yeah,
0: and it's but it's just been done better and better and better with exactly like, ever since then. So you're left with a thing that's like yeah. kind of a relic, but not distinct enough and not of its time it's not of its time enough like i wish it was Mm -hmm. i wish it was even more of an 80s show or late 70s show or something like that you know yeah Uh, but it's just very like okay well it's a cartoon yeah (laughs) that's that's it it almost feels like it
1: needs to exist like the foundation of a house isn't that sexy but it's got to be there right sure gotta build upon it Sure.
0: for sure (laughs) yeah yeah well, cool. So let's uh, let's start talking about this episode. I, I imagine we won't have a ton to say about it, but there's some fun stuff in this one for sure. Um, the episode, if you want to watch along with us, it's available on Disney Plus. This is the Spider Man 1981 series, uh, season one, episode five, entitled "The Sandman is Coming." He's doing what now? Oh. That's the second time I made that joke. Synopsis per Disney Plus, uh, because the IMDb synopsis <laughs> is like a novels. giant uh, novels. Yeah, not interested in reading all that. Synopsis for Disney Plus is: The Sandman steals a soil sample from Mars from NASA. Cool. All right. Origi- <laughs> the original air date was October 10th, 1981. This episode. Uh, so the writing credits of this episode. If you listen to our previous coverage of the '80s show, uh, you might not remember because that's been forever ago. Um, the writing credits for this show are kind of all over the place because they pretty much they don't list you know the 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 specific writers for each episode as a, on a title card. They just list. All the writers at the end, I think the same deal was with with Spider-Woman and I think maybe even the 67 show for some episodes. And there isn't really a reliable place that I found that lists who wrote what episodes. So um, I think since we're revisiting this, I'm just going to do what I did on our original episode 55 where we – did the first episode of this show and just list off all the writers. Most of them are pretty familiar. And then going forward we just won't do the written by or directed by credits unless, you know, more information is revealed to us about it sure. essentially. So the writers on this show are Creighton Barnes, Doug Booth, Francis X. Feigen, Donald F. Glute, Jack Hanrahan, Christy Marks, Larry Parr, and Jeffrey Scott. Of note, we have talked about Christy Marks, Doug Booth, Donald Glute, uh, for amazing, all, of those, all of those writers for Amazing Friends. They're all frequent writers on Amazing Friends. Um, and Larry Parr uh, most prominently wrote The Pride of the X-Men pilot, which we did a Patreon commentary on a while back. And Jeffrey Scott is credited for most episodes of Spider-Woman. So a lot of familiarity there. Directed by credits, we've got Jerry Shinnequai, Steve Clark, John Gibbs, Sid Marcus, Bob Richardson, Nelson Shin, and Kay Wright. All of them pretty much worked on some combo of either Spider-Woman, Amazing Friends, Muppet Babies, and or the 80s Incredible Hulk. So all all that Marvel DNA is sort of in this show, in these directors. Um, I think... Probably most prominently, you could recognize Bob Richardson as being the main director on Spider-Man, the animated series, while Sid Marcus and Kay Wright worked on the 60s Spider-Man show. And Nelson Shin, this is not a Spider-Man related thing, which is kind of cool, was the (laughs) overseas animation director on the Simpsons movie. Oh, yeah, it's interesting.
1: We're like in that like 81 is right in the space where like folks could be very firmly and for a while dead or like totally still just like active in their careers yeah like yeah. it's such or, a strange yeah spot you be, know
0: right right or a lot you know and, and a lot of people i think are still alive but not working anymore and retired like it's an interesting combination mm-hmm. of people that you can find yeah
1: yeah uh we get a couple characters worth noting here sandman is always worth noting uh and in this case voiced by andre stojica Um, He was, or maybe still technically is, sometimes it's hard with these types of roles, the voice of Owl in many Winnie the Pooh properties. Uh, He wasn't the original, but he like took over. You know how some of those characters are like that? Mm -hmm. Owl is one of those too. I just don't know that there's been a lot of Owl in media lately. Like he's still alive, but doesn't have Owl credits since I think maybe like the mid aughts. Um, I guess there hasn't
0: been a Winnie the Pooh show in a really long yeah, time. So, yeah. And I, yeah, and
1: I know that Owl has appeared in, like, Kingdom Hearts games, but I don't think he's appeared in the most recent couple Kingdom Hearts games. So, okay. I don't know. If he is still Owl, I don't know that he is. And he wasn't in the 2011 movie because, for some reason, Craig Ferguson was Owl, even though this guy's oh. been doing it for, like, decades. <laughs> I
0: don't like that. That's annoying. Yeah,
1: it's weird. Especially because they didn't do that for all the characters, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah. um anyway that's kind of his biggest thing the vast majority of his credits especially after the 90s is just winnie the pooh stuff but he did provide voices for popular 80s and 90s series like rainbow bright adventures of the gummy bears a couple of scooby-doo series and other stuff i'm sure that we've mentioned uh even just when we talked about the show sure and then we get this character named sally ann beaumont (laughs) oh my god (laughs) not sally ms beaumont or sally ann (laughs) Good Sally Ann Beaumont
0: nightmare human <laughs> Sally Ann Beaumont absolute
1: nightmare of a person she is voiced by Marilyn Schreffler who does a an incredible job uh, making <laughs> yeah. her just an awful terrible <laughs> horrible person to endure Um so clearly a great actor. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but Marilyn Schreffler did lots of voice work for various Hanna-Barbera productions, including a whole bunch of Scooby-Doo stuff, a whole bunch of Flintstone stuff, um, and some Popeye stuff as the stunning queen herself, Olive Oil. Amazing. Pretty yeah. cool. Okay. So that's, uh, yeah, she seems cool. I mean, like, she gets yeah. to do all these, like, weird, wacky voices, so I feel like yeah. that's kind of notable, especially in an era when, like, you often had, like, one woman on your cast. Um, sure. And they don't always necessarily get to do cool stuff. So she seems yeah. like she got to do cool stuff.
0: Yeah, this I'm sure this is not her most iconic character. <laughs> what? <more> memorable character. <laughs> or likable character.
1: When you think of iconic female characters, you don't think of Olive Oil and Sally on Beaumont? <laughs> Olive oil, yes, maybe not so much
0: Sally Ann. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy, I have things to say. Oh yeah, let's. Well, let's let's say them. Uh, I mean, yeah, because it starts right off the bat with Sally Ann Beaumont, mm-hmm. so <laughs> let's dive right into it. I guess. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. This episode opens as Peter and a classmate named Sally Ann Beaumont arrive at a Florida NASA site preparing to receive the Mars Explorer 1. The NASA site is, not not the two of them. Um, And this Mars Explorer 1 is apparently the first probe to travel to and return from Mars. Now, Derek, if you had to guess, because this show is 1981, Uh when the first time we actually ended up receiving anything back from
0: Mars was, when would you Hmm. guess? I'm assuming probably 1980 or 1981 never
1: (laughs) wait really we've never gotten anything back from Mars. we still haven't brought any samples back from mars (laughs) why not this blew my mind
0: do we not have the ability to do that
1: no it's an active it's it's like the current active thing happening on mars is like they're taking the samples and then the next mission is to send something there to like retrieve them but i was like floored that we don't have any like soil or shit from mars
0: why did that take so long
1: right i don't know but i (laughs) I was so curious i was like oh wow i wonder if they predicted this or if this was like in the air or whatever no (laughs) 40 no god yeah 40 years later this still wouldn't have happened
0: bizarre
1: anyway that's the setup for this episode is that this mars probe is coming back
0: (laughs) wow okay
1: and peter and this classmate sally and beaumont have been chosen to witness it um i guess just as like sort of a field trip. Sally Ann makes it crystal clear that she does not appreciate Peter's having been invited, and according to her, he was only invited because ESU had to send two students, and she clearly was the number one choice, and he was just an afterthought. So, Peter Parker, you stay out of my way. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's literally like the first ten seconds of the episode. Like Peter starts to say, like, hey Sally Ann, look at Peter Parker, shut up. The only reason I'm here is blah blah blah. <laughs> and just goes on an entire rampage, like not e- like like not exaggerating when I say like ten seconds into the episode. Like it's she immediately wild. cuts him off and rants and establishes yeah. that like this is the worst. Most horrible nightmare <laughs> human that has ever graced this planet to the point where I'm like, is this like misogynistic what I'm watching right now? Like, did a writer who, like, it's like it feels like it's like a writer who, like, really hates women, like, right. wrote a character to hate to, like, be yeah. the sort of epitome and, like, representation of a woman to hate? Like, it is that bad. It is, she is irredeemable and completely without any any positive qualities at all it feels
1: really uncomfortable and like icky. like and it's hard to put your finger on exactly why because like there's no reason a female character can't be as unlikable as anybody else but there's some specific flavor to this that just makes you ask the question and like again Marilyn Schreffler like deliver like she knows the role she's supposed to be playing (laughs) And, and I am I am very hesitant uh to ever describe like a woman's voice is just like immediately like grating and shrieky, but like that's, but she, she knows is. that's what she's supposed to be doing. She is
0: Her performance is to be shrill. Like it that is. is that, that is oh my intentionally gosh. what she's doing. It's like, and it's oh also God. like the weird, like, is it a new Orleans accent? Is that what she, was that what it's supposed to be? I, I it would kind really of tell. make
1: sense, I guess, but I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Like,
0: I, I, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like something like a new Orleans type of accent. But I don't, I mean, I don't, I feel like it's not, like, an authentic one. I mean, I I don't think it is, but yeah. Yeah, but I think it's, I feel like it's supposed to be emulating that, which, like... Peter (laughs) Parker! Yeah, and it makes her, not that the New Orleans accent is annoying, but, like, her sort of putting on that, like, kind of fake, like, over-the-top version of that accent is very, very annoying and makes it even worse. Yeah,
1: I mean, if only because it's an accent that doesn't, at least, and, and I could be totally wrong, I do not, I don't know you know, all the various dialects of, of Louisiana and New Orleans. But, like, it, the fact that it doesn't feel authentic, just, yeah, it just magnifies how annoying she is. Because you can almost imagine a character like this sort of, like, putting on an affect, you know? Yeah. And so much of what Salian Beaumont, the character is, feels just so put on. In a way, again, that Marilyn Schreffler is clearly doing on purpose. But it is yeah. just... they meant They set out to make her unlikable, and damn, she is.
0: Well, it's... <laughs> Truly truly bizarre and for what reason I have no idea. None. Dare. This is just an episode about how (laughs) Sally Ann Beaumont is the worst human being alive Mm -hmm. and we can't wait until she is punished for it. Like that's the episode Yep. for some reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah there's like some really like unfortunate reason as to why this person exists in this show and is named Sally Ann and like there's probably a real Sally Ann who's like a good strong like wonderful person and some creator just like fucking hated her
0: some yeah somebody somebody <laughs> took it out somebody, on the show some, some some there is a sally ann that someone divorced and now they're writing her into the episode <laughs> seriously what
1: happened. that's the vibe right that really yeah, is sort really of the vibe like it's like that. god who who do you hate this much and stop
0: <laughs> yeah it's absolutely bizarre yeah
1: anywho <laughs> <laughs> That's the setup for the show. like like Derek said, like literally like the first like ten seconds of the show. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> uh, the two arrive uh, to Mission Control just in time to witness the probe re-entering the atmosphere. And Sally Ann dismisses Peter to go take some pictures or something. And for some reason, he complies. If not only to just get away from her, I guess, which I I can understand. Um, And this turns out to actually be pretty fortuitous because as the probe lands and two scientists start to retrieve this Martian soil sample that they're getting back from Mars, Sandman appears to hijack the probe and take the soil and like absorb it. So of course Peter's like, well, shoot, I better suit up. And he does. And the soldiers obviously fail to do anything about Sandman because like, how do you even? And Spider-Man tries to like, step in and also fails because he uses like a web fly swatter, which Sandman's just going to go through. So strike one uh, at Spider-Man trying to do anything about Sandman.
0: Yeah. I like the line. No one can forecast the coming of the Sandman. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy and then peter's like no one can forecast spider-man either hmm. great quips guys hmm. i just also love the coming of sandman sandman yeah. is coming
1: i mean I like y- you you could you could forecast it sandman That's like actually like i would argue your job <laughs> uh in the <this> situation
0: <laughs> oh boy yeah so uh after sandman blasts spider-man into the water Spidey heads to mission control and uh, asks the officer to just to blast Sandman back with a microwave, uh, which I, I actually do think this bit is funny because, you know, it's just Spider Man showing up and telling this NASA guy something to do. And that guy's like, wow, everybody thinks they're a general telling me what to do, (laughs) but then he still does like obey what Spider-Man says anyway. Like, but he's still just like, why is this guy bossing me around? But I guess he's right. So I'll do it. Like, I kind of like the acknowledgement of the absurdity of it. Like, why is anyone listening to Spider-Man right now? Actually (laughs) on this like military base.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like fair enough. But, but, but it still works. Blast him with a microwave. It reduces Sandman back into particles. Like for a second, it looks like it just vaporized him, which is pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and releases the soil the soil sample and so briefly like sandman's down for the count but then he does quickly reform uh so this plan only worked for a second grab spider-man by the scruff and takes the sample back so that's strike two yes
1: so sandman then tosses spider-man aside but manages to hang on to spider-man's mask i guess um, as he's tossing him which leaves spider-man unmasked and of course worrying about being exposed spider-man's just like well i guess i can't do anything anymore sandman wins uh by everyone and everyone else is like i guess bye also and everybody just leaves like everybody just runs away <laughs> it's very <laughs> including funny spider-man it's um very funny. and sandman just does whatever he wants at this point and what he wants to do is absorb this radioactive martian soil which apparently will make him 10 times more powerful i guess because mars is radioactive and something <laughs>
0: uh, sandman clearly did his research apparently he knows exactly how this is all gonna work so good for him
1: smartest sandman we've ever encountered (laughs)
0: truly truly i mean astrogeologist flint marco (laughs) hey yeah i mean we don't know his backstory in this maybe sure yeah sure yeah it is really fascinating how easily Spider-Man's mask is ripped off here. Yeah. Like I, I do like that as a complication. I don't think they do nearly as much as they could have with it. Cause they not at just, all. all. All it does is just give, him a reason to leave and then ultimately all it does is just end the fight like they needed a way for Sandman to get away and they just did it in a way that makes Spider-Man look pathetic here instead of Sandman knocking Spider-Man out he rips his mask off and everyone runs away like that's all it is and then they don't do anything more with it you know what
1: I would argue it's not even just that it it allows them to have Spider-Man run away. It allows them to completely change the episode they set up. <laughs> that's
0: tr- actually that's this, a very good point. Yeah. After
1: after this next plot point, the entire episode is a totally different episode, outside of the fact that it still involves Sandman.
0: <laughs> no, that's a really good point. Yeah, because they're they're what are they where they've got to be. I was in, like
1: kind of excited because I was like, oh, this episode is like in a different place. It has to do with space. Yeah. Like they're they're in Florida instead of New York. Like. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then they just go back to New York. every everybody goes to New York and then continues the fight there. minutes
1: within minutes.
0: yeah despite <laughs> yeah, it so weird. I know we haven't talked about it, but it implies that spider-man just swings all the way back to new york city from florida i guess like
1: yeah in in almost no time basically i think i don't know i guess it's a little wonky because there are consequences to all this but like shortly after spider-man's like okay i ran away right but oops i'm in florida so everglades uh and so he like fights off some crocodiles uh and then gets overwhelmed by crocodiles it is wild for them to have an episode where he's in the everglades fighting crocodiles and it's like not a lizard episode yeah but okay
0: yeah like i want to say that it's cool to see maskless spidey like wrestling a gator in a swamp but it's so like out of nowhere in this episode <laughs> and just kind of padding for time i and want to really like go it. anywhere like i want to like it but like it's, it's one just, of those like, moments where they happening? clearly
1: needed something <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just sort of like, well, he looks like such a loser having yeah. run away from this fight and we kind of have to have some kind of transition for him before he goes back to New York. Let's just throw in a gator battle while he's in Florida, yeah. I guess. Well, and that's
1: the thing, is like the reason he ends up in a gator battle is because his web shooter stops working and the way he gets away from the web or from the crocs is that the web shooter starts working again for no reason. So it's like, it literally yeah. is like a thing that <laughs> you could cut out and it doesn't matter at all. And that's and happened works- in this
0: show before too. I think it's, it, maybe, oh, yeah. I don't know if it's happened more than once, but at least the, in the first episode I would remember he gets, like, waterlogged until it isn't anymore, and then it just starts yep. working again. That's and exactly like, what happens here. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> and it's not the last time we'll see something like this. There are definitely moments in this show where it's just like, oh, 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 you needed to fill, like, 30 seconds, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not the worst thing. It just makes it feel like, it again, it should have been, like, either 11-minute episodes or, like, vignettes or more, yeah. like – yeah, I mean, it, it's that's just, just it, what the it, show is.
0: <laughs> you really, you, but you, it makes you really truly feel the pace of it. Like, you really do feel how slowly this show right. moves when it is just like stuff that just kind of happens sometimes, affects nothing, isn't particularly funny or interesting, and then you move on to the next thing, and like five minutes have passed. Right. Like, <laughs> right.
1: The, nothing like, nothing yeah. is gained or lost. No, no stakes are raised or lowered. Like, nothing. Is affected by this croc yeah. fight, other than seeing Spider-Man fight crocodiles, which is cool. It's like, cool. don't get me wrong; like that is cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't but matter. There was other cool stuff that could have been going on in a fight in Florida with sand, <laughs> with a radioactive Sandman right. on a NASA base, like yeah, on a beach, like on a beach, like cool. Plenty of cool things could have happened, right? And they chose to do none of that. Like that's kind of a bummer. Yeah.
1: yeah instead, he just like you said. I guess just web swings back to New York city. <laughs> New York city,
0: Sure. Wow. And I know okay. we've done
1: that math before. It's not, it's just not. Yeah, <laughs> it nope. just isn't. Nope. And nope. then from here out. on out, the entire episode takes place in New York city. Everyone, everyone mm-hmm. is just back in New York city. Mm-hmm. Like that's where they all ran to. And, and yeah. so did, so did Sandman. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is cool though. Here's a fun fact. Okay. So once once Spidey's back in New York, uh-huh. fun little joke, he's wearing a paper bag on yeah. his okay. head. Yes. As a mask. I do like Which that. is like your first thought nowadays would be like, oh, it's a it's a bombastic bag man reference, right? Like everybody knows that. This was like three or four years before that. Oh this, wow! This pre- yeah, that that I looked it up because the 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 bag like his costume. If you somehow aren't familiar with it, it's the paper bag mask and a Fantastic Four suit from the comics. It's right. a bombastic bag man. It happens because he's. He's he handed over the 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 black suit over to Reed Richards to uh wow. to investigate it. So he needs like a spare suit. They give him a paper bag and a Fantastic Four suit to swing back home. That's not until like 1984. Wow, so, I thought it was yeah. older. That's
1: wild. Hmm. Huh. That yeah. is really cool.
0: Yeah. Very cool. I thought you very were cool. setting up
1: a bit, and you certainly weren't. Yeah. That's genuinely cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, that, that kind of I don't I wouldn't go as far as saying it, it blew my mind or anything, but it was fascinating to be like, like, not that putting a paper bag over your head as a replacement for a mask is like a wild conceptual idea or anything. But, no, but, but the considering fact that Spider-Man how, Man
1: goes on to have an iconic moment involving right. a paper bag over his head is yeah, and pretty this, significant.
0: Yeah. The fact that this wasn't a reference to that and this, in fact, predates that is, is yeah. really funny. Yeah. Yeah. That blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it's always it's always fun when those weird things happen. Yeah. He also makes an unknown comic reference, which is kind of funny and like and very of its time. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that comic? reference. He says, like, what do you what do you, when he's wearing the paper bag on his head uh-huh. and people are like laughing at him, he's like, What do you who do you think you're staring at? The unknown comic. Um, and the unknown comic was a a guy, I think he mostly showed up on the Gong show, and he was a comedian who did wear a paper oh, bag on his head yeah, for I didn't know that stand-up, either. and his whole bit was like, You don't know who I am. Um, I feel like I mostly know that because I recently watched Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which is like a sort of biopic about the guy who created the gong show. Hmm. The name is blanking on me right now, but... You know the the unknown comic is like a little bit of a part of that. See, so. if there were
1: more of that, and it's possible some there is, and I'm just not getting it, like these references. But like, if it were more of that, like you were saying, like very specifically of its time, like mm-hmm. it would be a lot more fun. You know?
0: Oh yeah, it would be it would be fun, like investigating some of like the you know a, more some of the very timely pop culture references that they'd make or something like that. But it doesn't really they don't really make a lot of pop culture references on this nope. show. It seems like. <laughs> Um, nope yeah and i think you're right it would be it would it would make it more fun in the way that like the 60s show is often so fun because of how of its time it is um and even spider-woman to an extent like this show feels like it's a little more out of time uh which sometimes is good because it means shows will age a little bit better but for this one it just means there's like less right. interesting stuff to dive into when we're podcasting mm-hmm. about it <laughs> well i'm glad you looked
1: those things up or well, mm-hmm. the one of them you looked up it sounds like when you you, you got right away but I'm glad to have those fun facts um, Yeah, because it, it breaks up some of the stuff in this episode that makes
0: absolutely no sense. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of that, but pretty much everything revolving around Sandman doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense in this episode, yeah. so but I don't think they knew what they were doing with him at yeah.
1: all. <laughs> so we have this bag moment, um, and it's because he doesn't have his mask, but luckily... He does have a spare suit uh in his in his bedroom, and he he remarks that it's his last spare, which again doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't come into play yeah. unfortunately um but this is his last spider suit, so as he's changing, he's discovered by Aunt May who demands that he wear a sweater, of course uh they spend far too much time on that joke um oh and my God, she they also on it for so long they really do um and she also delivers a telegram from the board of empire state university which says you are requested to attend a disciplinary meeting this afternoon at 4 a.m um that's what the note says he does say 4 p.m but the note says 4 a.m and failure to attend will mean immediate dismissal from the school now this is this is why i don't know how much time is supposed to have passed because it sure simultaneously feels like immediate and like a lot of time has passed and i'm not sure which way it's supposed to be.
0: <laughs> it, no, it is very confusing because it is it's it's like i mean wouldn't if peter really just got home from florida after like being gone for like a week or something wouldn't may have been like a little more worried or like happy to have seen him show up, you know. Right. Um, but it
1: would make sense if he were gone for a long time and then suddenly it
0: was like, "Oh, shit, yeah. i have a meeting at 4 this afternoon." Cause otherwise, it, it, it is bizarre that like Sally Ann rushed back to New York, reported this to the school board. They immediately called an emergency meeting and sent a telegram asking for Peter to show up that afternoon and like, and like that, how wildly unfair would that be? Like, right. they don't even know if he's gotten the telegram or not. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's very bizarre. And I
1: would also argue this episode is a very bad job of letting us know what he's in trouble for. Because Sally does, yes. Ann does complain like, where's Peter Parker? Uh, during like the hubbub. But like, that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: like, presumably at this point in the episode, you're like,
0: what's he in trouble for? Like yeah. Well, I think Peter doesn't is it doesn't know either. No, he I, I certainly do think, doesn't. Yeah, I like I think that they could have done something interesting with that, or it's like Peter is like ha- being anxious, like I don't know why I have to come to the school board. What am I in trouble for? Oh no! And I think it actually would have been like a fun joke if at the end of it he shows up and then it turns out like he wasn't actually in trouble for anything or something like that, and he was sweating it over nothing or something. Oh, but they especially have to hammer if they in, turned
1: it back on Sally Ann, which yeah. they could have done, and it would have been really fun.
0: Yeah, I think it would have really fun, but instead it's like played ridiculously straight to the point that it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's
1: like purely just worried about getting kicked out of school. He's never actually worried about what it is he did.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, whatever. No,
1: <laughs> so, Peter suits back up and he sets off to go to ESU because I think, I don't know, he has like an hour or less to get there. And mm-hmm. and really, from this point on, the episode, again, like we said, turns into a totally different episode. This episode turns into, I need to get back to school for this really important meeting, but I keep getting distracted by superhero stuff, which is a fine concept for an episode. It's just, it's really not the episode they set up.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. It's, it's a lot more of a normal episode than <laughs> what they seem to be setting up.
1: I know. Yeah. Then, like, part Martian soil Sandman. Like, that's right. cool.
0: Yeah, but nope, he's just robbing banks again. Okay, normal (laughs) Sandman shit. The Martian soil really changes nothing about any of this. Nothing. All right. (laughs) He doesn't do anything different. (laughs) He's like slightly warmer. That's about it.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pretty much.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, so like I said, Sandman who's just here in New York breaks into the first city bank by breaking into an armored truck first, replacing a bag of cash with himself in sand form, which I will say, I think that's a pretty clever idea for him. Like, like, yeah. I, if you're going to use your very cartoony, like literal money bags with a dollar sign on them, like fill yourself up with it. He even like makes a joke like I'm going to turn the money bags into sandbags. ha. Ah, like I yeah. kind of like that. That's there's some clever Sandman stuff that you can do when you're when you're actually like fully playing with the Sandman concept. Um, yeah. So he basically, so they literally carry Sandman into the bank vault, not like not realizing it, and then you know when they put the the bags in there, he pops right out, like ah, ha, ha, I was there all the time, and he just you know begins to rob the bank, and the officers are like. Well, shit, we can't do anything about it because he's radioactive, which we know somehow. I think, I guess, because he's glowing red, then that's the telltale <laughs> sign of being radioactive.
1: He's glowing red, therefore he is radioactive, therefore he is completely impervious to all methods of trying to stop him.
0: Yeah, we just got to stand there and watch. Because you know what it is? You know what it is? He's got Sandman blood, Sandman blood, radioactive Sandman blood. Damn, you so right. <laughs>
1: so right. It's just funny because nothing about like you said nothing about this martian soil changes anything about sandman like these officers can't grab him to begin with they can't trap him in the vault to begin with they can't shoot him to begin with they can't cuff him to begin with like they already can't do these things So, like what is the radioactivity doing other than preventing them from trying
0: (laughs) yeah yeah like that's the thing about sandman like his power set's already really cool so i feel like if you want to if you want to do something differently like you have to make you have to do a lot to make him even cooler you know what i mean like like yeah for sandman sure. when he's operating on all cylinders is kind of op so like if you want to do like what supercharged sandman is i really i'm not sure what that would look like i think you're kind of giving well, yourself kind of a hard a kind of a challenge and they absolutely don't live up to that well, that's, at all
1: that's the thing with sandman is he's kind of already op so i think the the what you do to make him more interesting is kind of like fuck that up and interrupt that or like disrupt his sort of overpoweredness in some way. So like, Mm -hmm. I think you could have an episode where you can even play with the sort of like corny sci-fi unknown of what like the actual planets are and have him, you know, pour some Martian soil into himself and have it go haywire instead of like Mm -hmm. good. And then it's like, Oh shit. Unpredictable stuff is happening to Sandman because we don't know anything about this soil. You know, he doesn't because no one does like that would be really fun. Yeah. And then he could do some cool, weird shit that Sandman wouldn't normally do, but then also is kind of hindered by it. and you know. Yeah, sure. Why, why weren't we writing for Spider-Man in
0: 1981? <laughs> yeah, good question. I don't know. Great question. I don't have an answer for you, man. Yeah, <laughs> impossible to know. Impossible to know.
1: <laughs> so like I said, this episode turns into Spider-Man trying to get to school, but keeps getting interrupted. So this is the sort of first instance of this. Spider-Man passes by the the bank that sandman happens to be robbing and he notices sandman robbing the bank just as he's like oh shit i left my closet door open i hope aunt may doesn't find my spider-man suit put a pin in that because you know it's going to come up later sure. <laughs> and so he goes to the bank and when he arrives, he watches as Sandman makes pretty quick work of like a dozen police officers with his new radioactive powers, which again just means no one can touch him, which is a thing no one can already do. Spider-Man <laughs> then tries to web Sandman up, which wouldn't have worked to begin with, but super doesn't work now. <laughs> uh-huh. And then he attempts to grapple Sandman to the ground, which probably which never would have, have worked, worked because... Right, which probably wouldn't work because he's already made of sand, but doesn't work in this case because he's radioactive. So Spider Man gets radioactivity poisoning instead of just being like Sandman. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. strike three, yeah. four, and five, I think. I
0: guess
1: so. <laughs> So Sandman tosses Spider-Man once again because no one can touch him, right? But this time he tosses him into a nearby power plant. (laughs) This episode just does shit. This episode is just doing shit. So Spider-Man tosses him into a nearby power plant like, get away from me, trying to electrocute him. Doesn't work because apparently Spider-Man's web fluid is made of rubber or is (laughs) rubber-based. Sure. Yeah, I I guess so.
0: One thing (laughs) I
1: like there's one thing I like about this, which is the idea that he is in a weakened state. So he's kind of desperate and he's like, I just need to figure something out. So the way that he utilizes this apparent rubber based webbing is that he pulls Mm -hmm. out a web cartridge. He might even pull it directly from his web shooter. I don't remember if it's from his belt or his web shooter. And Mm -hmm. he just tries to, bust the whole thing open so that he can like spray it all over himself. And I Mm -hmm. do like that idea. Again, it's like one of the things that this, like this episode has good ideas, Mm -hmm. um, just uses them weird. So I, I do like that sort of like desperation tactic. I think that's cool, but it's, you know, it's, it's basically an excuse to say like, he's covered in rubber and therefore he will not be electric by electrocuted by these million volts of electricity when he lands on the power plant cables
0: (laughs) yeah honestly i wish that they just hadn't mentioned if he that he hadn't said that it was rubber-based webbing because i feel like that raises more questions like i wish that he just covered himself with webbing and then he would just be like assume that it was insulated or whatever because i feel like once he says like my webbing is rubber-based then it's just like look i am not
1: i am not somebody who is like militantly like trying to piece together and hold sure. accountable continuity, but but straight up saying that your webbing is rubber based fucks like everything up in this series. Yeah. It does not make so many things make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Even in yeah. just this very series.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's also it's not the worst webbing thing that happens in this episode, I will say. So we'll get to that though. Uh, the most, the most <laughs> nonsensical webbing thi- thing that happens. And, and I at the like... very at least they're tr- at the very least, like the, the, yeah. I- the desperate idea of this is really cool. And like, I do give them credit for like trying to have a scientific explanation, even though I feel like that like makes it worse. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. They seem to be, they, they seem to be like, you know, thinking about it and stuff, you know, more than I would have expected them to. So yeah. I appreciate the swing for that, you know?
1: And I do like weird webbing stuff. I'm just yeah, going to say, it's, it's fun. It's just, you know, sometimes it doesn't land.
0: <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So because of this rubber-based webbing, uh, he's survived the electrocution, so he's good. He also was apparently healed of the radiation poisoning, because that's a thing you can just get over. I guess he does have radioactive spider blood, so, you know, maybe he's just as prone to just... Recover from radiation poisoning after a few minutes.
1: Sure. Um,
0: Sure. Uh, He begins to return his attention to getting to ESU on time for Peter Parker's disciplinary meeting. But before he can even thwip a single web, he overhears a police scanner reporting on Sandman's whereabouts and is just like, well, I guess I got to do that now. And resumes his pursuit. uh, Quickly finds Sandman right as Sandman is escaping into a subway. Great. So Spider-Man grabs Sandman's loot with his web with his uh, webbing and is nearly caught by the police loot in hand. A funny thing about this is that throughout this episode, Sandman is like talking in third person. Like he's always saying this. No one can forecast the coming of the Sandman. I'm Sandman is coming. Sandman's doing this. Like he's always doing that. So in this scene, when a cop runs around the corner, pretty sure the cop has the exact same voice actor as Sandman does and he's like Spider-Man is in cahoots with the Sandman it just sounds like Sandman talking about himself in third person like he always is (laughs) and it makes it very confusing if you're not looking at the screen when that happens which is what happened with me I have you looking away and that happened and I'm like wait who's talking right now (laughs) which is also what happens when you have like the same five voice actors for everybody so (laughs) totally it's a combination
1: of having the same five voice voice actors for everybody and also have thing characters on screen that are voice acted talk the way that comic book characters talked in the comics, yeah. these are inspired by because it's a perfectly normal thing for someone in, a, in an old comic to say because it's like that's how they introduce themselves. <laughs> yeah. But it's so goofy in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it's like throughout the entire episode, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's also funny because like I I fully thought like oh so then this episode is now going to turn into a Spider Man's been framed episode like and it's not it you know yeah. there's almost a world where an episode like this could be really funny if it. It's literally just like constantly subverting your expectation from like two minutes ago about what kind of trope it's trying to go for. Mm. Um, that's not what this is doing, but it, it feels almost like it is because it's like okay, so this was a space episode. Wait, no, J.K., no, it's not. Oh, it's like a it's like a Peter Parker drama episode. Oh, wait, no, no, it's not. Um, it's a him getting interrupted trying to do normal. No, wait, no, it's not. It's a frame. No, it's not. <laughs> like it's just like yeah. There's so many almost twists and turns. It really does end up being like just this, he keeps getting interrupted thing, but it's almost so many other things.
0: Well, also, I mean, the route that they take is like the most boring version of it. It's like, no, he's just chasing Sandman. And that's it. He's like robbing banks. Yeah. All right. Well. Which is a concept
1: all all on its own for an episode. Like like they didn't need like a whole Martian plot to kick it off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. Having seen Sandman go into the subway great, Spider-Man's like, I guess I'm going to the subway. So he goes underground. Unfortunately, the moment he lands in the station, he lands on Sandman. So Sandman's just like, okay, gotcha, buddy. Um, and ties him to the subway tracks. And I had no idea, Mr. Derek Bigale, that this was going to be the episode where that iconic gif comes from. I so. Didn't I was shocked yeah. and
0: surprised and and, and uh, uh, I was going to say aroused, but maybe that's yeah. not appropriate. Gooped like, oh, and gagged at the gig. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you could have been aroused. He makes like a very sexy pose uh, to J. Jonah Jameson, yeah. uh, J. who's J. also James in this is... episode. Yeah.
0: He <laughs> seems to enjoy the sexy pose for a second, too. <laughs> yeah. So
1: Spider-Man's like tied to the tracks and coincidentally, J. Jonah Jameson can't catch a cab. So he goes down to catch a train and here's spider-man calling for help but instead of jameson helping he's like oh spider-man clearly you are just trying to pull some sort of trick on me who you knew was going to be here of course and so jameson just steals some lady's camera to take pictures of spider-man i guess what a jerk maybe killed (laughs) i'm not sure like what he thought the result was going to (laughs) be i I guess he thought he was going to catch spider-man doing whatever weird thing he thought spider-man was going to be doing but yeah but it it the highest likelihood is that J. Jonah Jameson would have just been standing there taking pictures of a man getting run over by a train. Like, that's.
0: <laughs> I don't think he would have been mad about it, though. So, you know. I don't think he would have been mad checks, about it. Checks out for him, but it is still, still wildly unethical.
1: <laughs> I feel like the vast majority of people have a line somewhere. And I think yeah. that would be their line for the Daily Bugle. <laughs>
0: Sure, I would like Like, to think. I I do think that like Robbie Robertson would like quit if (laughs) Jaden Jameson was demanding that these pictures of Spider-Man getting run over by a train were on the front page. Like, no, Jonah, Mm -hmm. that's that's too much. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. He couldn't hide from that as well as he like tries to hide from like all of his scorpion drama. You know, this is like very front stage, not like you know behind behind the scenes. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Spider Man does not get killed by a train. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. This I do is like.
0: I do. Yeah, right. I do like the. Uh, I, I don't. I don't super love the Spider Man voice actor very much. I, I'm honestly blanking on his name. I generally don't really like him that much, but I think he is really good in this scene for like making his terror sound kind of real. When he's just like, "No, Jameson, this is for real." <laughs> like, I, I was like, "Oh, that's that's real. He's he's real scared yeah. right now."
1: <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan either, but I think largely just because, like, I am not a huge fan of, like, the old-school superhero voice, you know?
0: Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I don't know. But but mm-hmm. I do – yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This, it's I feel like it's not often that, like, the old-school superhero voice type actors get to do things that are, like, very different. And so yeah. it's, like, nice when they get to do a thing like this.
0: Yeah. When they get when they ha when they when they have opportunities to be like way less stoic than they ever are. Not mm-hmm. that like Spider Man's super stoic, but like he's a little more straightforward with his delivery in this show than he is, you know, a lot of other iterations. Totally. So when he gets to really, really when he gets to really emote, uh it's like, oh, this dude can't act. Yeah, like well, he, he's he's good at his job. Because the vast
1: majority of his lines are like jokes or zingers or yeah, quips or some sure. sort of wordplay. So like mm-hmm. having him just be scared is like very significant.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But luckily, Spider-Man comes up with the brilliant idea of saying, "Like a heavy blast of my web fluid will make it slippery enough for me to slip out." So is it slippery? Is it rubber? Is it sticky? Like, and, you know, yeah, <laughs> the thing, the things, the thing that spider webbing is like famous for is being like the slipperiest stuff, substance known to man. Clearly, it's yeah, just, especially like, oil his, and, yeah, yeah, his
1: never sticks to things ever, right.
0: Yeah, so he just shoots some lube out onto the uh the you know what the, the the railing that he's attached to and slips right out just before the train hits him. So much <sighs>
1: slipping, blasting, lubing, coming. Okay, episode. they're really
0: Okay, I wasn't I was honestly just going to keep this secret and just like post it eventually. I've already made a video compilation of the weird like horny stuff in this oh, episode wow. that people say. It's incredible. Honestly, the stuff that's I would have expected it from a
1: Sandman episode. I
0: wouldn't have, but there's a lot of lines of like Sandman being like like talking about being ma- like how hard he can get and stuff. Like <laughs> it's it's it, and like like you're stepping on me, Spider-Man. Yeah. Like it's it's there's so much stuff in this episode that's like truly bizarre, not, you know, not even including like the coming of the Sandman type stuff. Like it's it's really fascinating how much like weird horny shit is in this episode.
1: This whole episode is all like it's like Freud, like a Freudian dream. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like, like between between this character of like Salian Beaumont and where the fuck she came from, and then all the, the the way everyone talks in this episode, it is like a bizarre. It's one huge Freudian slip
0: <laughs> from yeah from
1: beginning to end.
0: It Really, is. again, from a Sandman episode of all things, right? Right? Like, yeah, like in Sands, like not even. I don't know. Like it gets everywhere. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, why, exactly. why famously not sexy is what sand is. It's so weird. Like, like, like logistically.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh God. This show.
1: <laughs> so strange.
0: And uh, an strange. episode
1: this horny should be much better than this episode. is. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Yes. It's like, that makes it more upsetting. Like, come on. You were like a horny episode and you're still not good. You're still not fun. Come on, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. Whatever. Um. Yeah. He escapes, but he's got like a minute left before Peter Parker's disciplinary meeting. So he's going to be late again, as usual. Bold. Big surprise.
1: <laughs> Bold to be like one minute left. Here's 10 more minutes of this episode. <laughs>
0: Oh, I know I was excited I was like oh so we're close to the end right nope okay oh we're, this is still happening okay I guess yep. we're still going
1: yep yep it really it really does feel like uh, like separate episodes cobbled together um yeah. just with the same characters. so yeah. Anyway, so he's like, okay, I got a minute left. I got to get there. Meanwhile, Sandman arrives on the roof of the New York Gold Reserve to intercept a delivery of gold bars. Man, this this man thinks up heists, like, so fast. He's just like, he's got <laughs> yeah. idea after idea for heist, you know? Yeah. Take, um, like, take
0: a breather, dude. You've got so much loot already. Like, go home and go to bed for is, a little bit. This is a
1: man who simply could not play, like, Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row because he would never... Let the <laughs> cooldown happen, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, he would always yeah.
1: be at, like, a level six policer on your shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, just stop for a moment, Sandman.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, maybe the half-life of that Martian soil is, like, really, really high, low. I don't know. Goes fast.
0: Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know. I mean, and Sandman, the say.
1: astrogeologist, is aware of this fact.
0: Right. Nobody else knows. Did... Yeah. Have the web wings happened yet? Did we miss that? Or has that happened? Or has that not happened yet? No, I don't think those have happened yet. I don't think so.
1: I think it's after. I think it's after he actually sort of like succeeds um, okay, um as opposed to striking out over and over. Gotcha. Cause it's I like think. next
0: in my, it's next in my notes, but I think that could just be because nothing interesting happens that I notated between now and then. So I was like, did it happen or not? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so. it might, I, I I don't know when it
1: happens. <laughs> it might be because he has a minute left and needs to like get there fast. So I mean, we That's may as well talk about it cause we don't know when it's happening. Right. So like yeah. there is a cool moment in this episode where this Spider-Man does not inherently have the web wings built yeah. into his suit. So he sure. makes them himself with his web shooters, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make sense.
0: Any... No, I don't have anything to say cool. about it other than like, I didn't expect to see it and it's cool to have seen it. Yeah. You know, Cause he used it to like, yeah. glide for a second. Like sure. Whatever the eighties, the sixties and eighties shows both do weird shit with the webbing. I'm always here for it. It's fun. Make whatever weird yeah. web constructs you want do the web wings. It's a great little reference. I'm yeah. here for it.
1: Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Mm hmm. So Sandman is trying to steal some gold bars. And of course, because Spider-Man's trying to get to this meeting, he crosses paths with this heist as well. So Sandman, shocked that Spider-Man is alive, punches Spider-Man to the edge of the roof trying to kill him yet again. So Spider-Man's like, fine, if I'm going over the roof, I'm taking all the gold bars with me. And this pisses Sandman off, of course. So he's like, you haven't seen The Last of Me. And apparently this really unique thing that Spider-Man said, you haven't seen The Last of Me, inspires an idea in Spider-Man, which is <laughs> that Sandman will follow him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: The writing on the show, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's something. So so this is, this is Spider-Man's plan. He said that I haven't seen the last of him, which means he must follow me in the gold. So I'm going to take this gold, this entire pallet of gold, through a car wash, and then I'm going to fling them to the top of a nearby
0: construction site. He goes through that car wash so slowly; it takes the slowest, so long. And it's like he—it's the 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 gold bars are on a pallet with wheels, and he's like. Spidey's, like, pushing it with, like, with one leg. Like a fucking
1: razor scooter.
0: Like a fucking razor. Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Like a fucking razor scooter. One foot, one kick. So, And the thing is, like, at first I was, like, is he doing something where he's, like, he's, like, trying to, like, wash the gold bars? Like, he's trying. No, he's not trying to get a good wash on anything. There's no reason for him to be slow other than just, like, to make sure that he times it so that Sandman sees that he's in the car wash and follows him in there. But, like, good God, they drag it out. So long, Doug. It goes on for so long.
1: Yeah, just I don't, to
0: see him being 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 bombarded with water. Like, <laughs> is this another weird horny thing? Just getting him squirted with stuff? Is that what it's going for? I, I guess know. I don't know. I'm just I so don't con- I don't know. And it doesn't even make sense where the it's, reason that he's in the car wash. So like it's like it's the big solution to his plan. It doesn't even make sense.
1: No. No, it's wild how frantic this episode is while also having several moments of drawing things out far too long. And, and, then, and then you get to this point in the episode and you're like, oh, that's right. <laughs> this episode started off as a NASA space episode. <laughs> like, think. it's just, it's so bizarre. So, it's so bizarre. And, and, and seeing him do this, I was like, I genuinely do not know what your plan is, Spider-Man. How I do you? not know what you were trying to do. Um, because this, the car wash, I'm like, okay, I guess he's going to try to just like, he's just going to like try to wash Sandman down a drain or something. Right. Yeah. No, which that's has happened
0: not- before. It's sure. oftentimes that is his weakness. Right. So sure. That seems reasonable to expect that. Right. But that's not it.
1: No, no, no. And I would have thought, okay, well, he's trying to increase the water content within Sandman's body because where they ultimately end up is a cement mixer. So I was like, okay, so that makes sense. He wants to increase the water content so that he can just throw some cement mix on Sandman, which, again, is a thing we've seen before. But no, when Sandman is in the cement mixer, he adds water. So I'm still at this point like – Why the fuck did you go through the car wash? Let me tell you why he goes through the car wash, Derek. It makes perfect sense, and it's explained incredibly well in the episode. He does this so that the Martian soil will separate itself from Sandman, which we know is possible and inevitable because, oh wait, they don't explain it at all. He just goes and retrieves the the fucking Martian soil from a drain in the car wash. For what reason? I don't know, but it's no longer a part of Sandman.
0: Uh I... (laughs) rewound it like four different times on the last watch through to be like, what What did I miss? What did I miss? (laughs) And what... The one thing, it is super subtle. I don't even know if you noticed it. When the Sandman like, Vortex, <laughs> when the Sandman like Tornado Vortex is going through the car wash and, you know, the water bombarding the, the cloud uh-huh. of sand does nothing to it, which it should. It's fucking sand, but whatever. <laughs> it is a full red vortex. And okay. there's a point when he stops and you see the red faintly, like, dissipate and go, like, down, down, down to the bottom of the vortex why and so it becomes a, a like slightly just like a brown instead of like a brownish red you almost don't notice I only notice because I rewound like three or four times and rewatched like the entire sequence and like genuinely could not understand what I missed but until like, it was like oh you see the color change slightly it doesn't explain anything I was gonna it honestly say honestly insert makes it even Cardi weirder. B GIF,
1: what was the reason like why right, right. it still doesn't <laughs> like, make any what sense what was happening
0: <laughs> but it's sort of like no it clearly was like yeah it is meant to be that the water washes the marsh and soil out of him for some reason like but, i don't like, understand why would it do that <laughs> right i don't understand <laughs> it's so weird is it like is the a higher density that, like, or something like i don't know which
1: would be such a simple explanation right like they have so much time in this this episode to oh explain God, that they have too much time like, is it because they're just equating radioactive with like hot so if you get him wet it cools it down like oh, that's I, possible it, that maybe, yeah, maybe i mean i misunderstanding truly don't truly don't understand how this is a solution. I understand the cement, I understand sure, yeah. getting him wet, I understand making him chase you around to get him where he needs to go, but really it's it, I cannot stress enough and it's probably annoying at this point. This episode started with Sandman trying to combine himself with space dirt and it never matters. <laughs> yeah, it never. <laughs> <matters. ever. laughs> So weird, yeah. it's literally just washed out of him.
0: <laughs> it's truly like a waste of a concept, like in every way. <laughs> it's a waste of a good concept, yeah. Maybe uh. it's, I don't know, maybe a good concept. It co- I think I don't it is know.
1: a promising concept. It's sure. a concept with potential if you lean yeah. in to the weird cosmic horrors of the Marvel Universe.
0: Sure, sure, that's that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Yeah. they
1: just don't
0: they just don't and Ugh. what Spidey does is he pull yeah he pulls the Martian soil out of the car wash drain and stores it in like a web a little web container that he makes that I guess has like radioactive protection maybe his webbing is it's made of also, rubber based and also like it's, it's made of rubber and like lead maybe I don't know like-
1: <laughs> oh no lead-based web Led-based he's used that on web. a lot of people
0: I mean yeah uh-oh um Oops yeah it's got to add some some asbestos in there too why not man like
1: (laughs) sometimes it does like explicitly that
0: i think he has said that before yeah uh uh-huh yeah oh boy oh spidey how many people have you killed um (laughs) jen walters topical (laughs) yeah yes yeah, yeah uh but yeah so he swings over to esu now finally with uh with the villain defeated and with the martian soil safe and sound He shows up to ESU where, you know, Sally Ann is just like, Peter Parker, just abandon everyone. He's just awful. You should kick him out because he's the worst person in the world and I'm the best. Uh, But Spider Man shows up and explains, like, oh, hey, guys, Peter Parker, uh, I was with him. He couldn't make it here because he was actually helping me get the sample back. So he's actually awesome and a hero. And Sally Ann's like, "No, Peter Parker is nothing but a coward." And so Spidey's like, "Actually, Peter asked me to, uh, or, or Peter asked me to deliver a set of photos." This and this, I, 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 I guess I, I don't think this is anything I missed. <laughs> I don't think this has anything to do with Inning I think this no. is completely out of nowhere. He just shows the board a bunch of photos that show Sal- Sally Ann running from Sandman at the NASA site and actually pushing people out of the way to save herself. Which is that when I saw that at first, I was like, "Oh, that must have been a scene that happened that I missed." And then I rewatched no. it again, and that never happens at any point in the episode. Did Peter doctor these photos to just like fuck over <laughs> Sally Ann there's nothing that says otherwise. It's entirely possible because we never saw this happen.
1: We didn't see this happen. And also when I first saw it, I was like, wait, are they saying she's bad because she ran from radioactive Sandman like literally everyone else? <laughs> And then it kind of, if the more you look at it, the more I think it is supposed to be clear that she's yeah. like pushing people. But right. still, again, but
0: still the military
1: kind of a, is running from this man. <laughs>
0: right. It's kind of an extreme situation. I don't know that's a reason to kick someone out of school, that they just like operated in a state of terror. And again... Nothing anyone did was enough to kick them out of school. Nothing right. Peter did was like,
1: like being right. a coward in the face of a radioactive supervillain <laughs>
0: Should not get you kicked out of school. (laughs) Yeah. And again, we never saw Sally Ann actually doing this. We saw her, when we saw her running away, she was just running with another military guy who seemed to be fine. And Peter wasn't even—he like Peter was busy fighting Sandman. I, we never saw him like put his camera anywhere. We never saw him taking pictures. So I think that it is entirely plausible that Peter doctored these photos just to get Sally Ann kicked out of school because he's as much of a monster as she is. And that's what I <laughs> take away from this episode. Is
1: look, I need I need things in this episode to be much weirder and juicier than they are. So I accept that. I yeah. I accept this headcanon canon, uh, and I I will advocate for it. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Yeah. So the is just like, okay, Peter Parker's fine. Thank you, Spider-Man. Sally Ann, you are a big, big trouble, miss, for some reason, I guess. Um <laughs> And and then in bizarrely, what I would argue is the most like satisfyingly wrapped up plot line of this episode. Not that there was a high <laughs> bar. Spider Man rushes home uh, to the <laughs> to aunt to, to Aunt May to close the closet with the spare suit, uh, but he doesn't make it in time. And Aunt May's like sees the spider suit and is like, "Peter, do you work for that awful Spider Man?" But Peter's like, "Oh, actually, Aunt May, that was a Halloween costume." And here's my Hulk costume. Should I go to the Halloween party as Spider-Man or the Hulk? And Aunt May's like, you should go as the Hulk because he's a babe. And I guess Peter bought an entire Hulk suit for this one bit. Either way, it actually wraps up like relatively nicely in comparison it's, to every other bizarre plot. In if this
1: you episode. look at the plots, it is set up. It is yep. uh, There is tension created. Uh, and it is resolved in a way that in a is way that makes sort sense. of unexpected, but makes sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just, this episode's not good, is it? This this is, is a pretty, no, this it's a pretty, not. Pretty it's, bad episode. It's, this
1: episode is an absolute <laughs> mess, uh, I would argue. It does not know what kind of episode it wants to be. And I think it's the kind of thing. I'm enjoying it more now that I'm talking to you about it because we yeah. can sort of, sort of like together enjoy the, the sort of big, big fail of this episode. Yeah. It's not like. This isn't an offensively bad episode. This isn't like an episode that is like, you know, like just egregiously um, like broken or anything. It's just like, I don't know how you make an episode of TV that is just this messy (laughs) for a show that is otherwise like pretty simple. Like they they don't really do high concept anything. No, Um, It just feels like. They like couldn't decide amongst themselves like what this episode was going to be, and like different parts were written by different people. Like it's yeah, it's honestly it's a really bizarre episode. But it but it's not good enough for me to like love it. <laughs> That's what's yeah. so frustrating about
0: well, it. <laughs> I think because the because sw- they they make a lot of swings, but none of them are big. Like they try to do too much. Yeah but everything they try to do is still like really basic and simple and they somehow like uh, fumble on all of them <laughs> like even though none of them were that were that complicated or interesting like yeah it's like, yeah. They it's even introduce
1: weird. like a weird bombastic character and don't even like fully utilize her. Like she's not yeah, in Sally the whole Anne, episode. She
0: dis- <laughs> She's in the. She's like a bookend character. She disappears right. throughout the entire episode, and it's just like, well, why did you create this like <laughs> horrible nightmare human and don't have her like be like make her the damsel in distress that annoys Sand that Sandman kidnaps, but then she annoys him too or something like that. Like I don't know. Like it wouldn't be great. It would still be kind of misogynistic, but it would be oh, fun. It Super you know would, I mean? but
1: it, yeah would at least be a plot line i wasn't expecting you know yeah yeah it's just yeah, yeah it's 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 a weird episode with like promising concepts but just i know we're kind of in final thoughts before we talk about faces but it's just yeah, I, it's like the more we talk about it the more i'm just like what happened, yeah, what, happened? <laughs> what happened what happened what happened literally Truly. tell me the plot of this episode what happened
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah sandman robbed some banks yeah. And a then, thing he
1: never does. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. A thing yeah.
1: he could only do when radioactive.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ay-ay-ay. I don't
1: know, man. Anyway, speaking of faces of the episode, I do sure. really like the moment where Peter loses his mask and then tries to like hide behind his fingers. It's just funny because it's so ineffective and it's yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of cute.
0: Yeah, he's just he's just like operating on like terror and adrenaline, like oh god, oh god, oh god, no one see me, no one look at me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. And then of course, you know, the iconic Spidey GIF, which,
0: you know. How could how could you not? Yeah, the Spidey on the sexy Spidey on the train tracks. It's beautiful, perfect. I've used it. And honestly the fact that in the context of the show he's doing it to J. Jonah Jameson of all people, like honestly Mm -hmm. makes it way funnier than the gift than the GIF was out of context. Oh my god,
1: I know. The context is so much better
0: mm-hmm
1: normally it's the other way around like <laughs> but this is yeah, way no. better in context
0: yeah the context makes it so much better <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah what a mess we're still we're gonna be doing this for a few weeks yeah. i hope episodes are better or at least more interesting and more fun than this but we'll see honestly i know that we, they're actually we i need know something th- like this you know maybe yeah maybe we need yeah. it yeah <laughs> and i do know at least like one of the episodes i haven't I haven't I've, I have never done a full watch through of this show, mm-hmm. uh, but I have seen like some spattering episodes of them. Yeah. And I do know one of the ones that we have coming up in this batch. We're going to be doing six episodes of this before we do the next uh, like half season of a show that we're doing. Yeah. Um, one of the episodes coming up is one that I have seen that is a very fun one um, that I think will be fun to talk about. I have a feeling I soon. know
1: which one it is because it's one that I've been very excited to watch just based solely on yeah. the opening sequence of this show. So yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully that's so. the one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, this show has
1: the potential to be the weird darling that I want it to be. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I
0: actually don't know. I don't think it's the one you're thinking of. I think that's not. Oh, interesting. End this it's a it's okay. another i have seen that one too and it's very good you think about the shrinking episode mm. right I yeah am, that, one, I <laughs> that one comes a little later i can assure okay. you that one is very fun that one i think i mean i feel like based on the track record so far of the show it's probably gonna end up being my favorite episode of the show uh not that it's a high bar but <laughs> that that's not gonna that's not gonna be in this batch though we're not gonna get to that okay. in the next six episodes there's another one that i have seen Shucks. that's coming up shortly that that is a fun one just because of the sillier concept of okay, it.
1: okay great so. i mean that's even yeah. better because i have no idea what you're talking about so
0: Perfect.
1: Cool! Yay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Hey. laughs> Oi! yoy, yoy, yoy. Well, if you would like to hear us talk about uh, plenty of other Spider-Man stuff frequently, if not almost all the time, less of a mess than this, but sometimes we have, sometimes we <laughs> encounter mess where we're not expecting it. Um, sure. You can check out that stuff over on patreon.com slash walloping web snappers. Tears start at just a dollar and you have access to, Uh, to pretty much the vast majority of stuff over there for just a dollar. And anything uh, above that is just at $5, and you get a bunch of cool commentary stuff. So check that out. See if there's anything for you. We just recently dropped an episode uh, on the main feed that is uh, Classic Comics, and those were all – originally patreon thing so check that out see if that type of conversation is the type of conversation you're looking for maybe a patreon uh is for you i had a lot of fun actually re-listening to those comics episodes yeah. um I, I like talking about comics. I'm excited for whatever we decide to do next.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll got, know plenty, if you're a patron. Plenty on the roster, and you'll yeah, you'll see that soon yeah, once we yeah. figure out what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> also, check out our
1: Discord. There is a link in the show notes and dedicated channels for all of our shows and also for comics and all sorts of other things. Uh, speaking of other things, you can find us doing those other things all over the internet. Derek, where can people find you and the stuff you are working on?
0: Yeah. Ooh, wow i almost had to like <laughs> as i started talking that was weird was just like yeah yeah <laughs> whoops <laughs> yeah you can keep all that in who cares uh <laughs> you can find me on twitter at Derek b gale you can also find my podcast gimmicks which looks at the high concept experimental structure breaking gimmicky episodes of television uh with a different show and different guests every week you can find that anywhere you get your podcasts or on twitter and instagram at gimmicks pod what about you doug you can find me on
1: Twitter at Ickybully, IckyBooley, I C K Y B O O
0: L E Y. You can also listen to me on another podcast here on the
1: Four-eyed Radio Network called Victory Road. It's a Pokemon podcast, and we are rapidly, uh, like, couple months away. Rapidly approaching a new mainline Pokemon game, if you can believe oh God, it. That's
0: <laughs> too soon. I have too much to do before it so comes out. Oh no, <laughs> we
1: are. Yep, we are gearing up uh, over on Victory Road, uh, and we've already had plenty of preseason, uh, pre- quote preseason content uh episodes whatever happening uh, as all the trailers come out so check out victory road if you're into pokemon stuff and if you like books and video games uh you can listen to me on a podcast i do with my friends katie and vicky called novel gaming uh where we have uh, book club episodes and video game episodes and catch up on all the media that we have been consuming If you like Pixar stuff, Derek and I have a monthly podcast called Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we watch every Pixar film chronologically, and our episode on Luca dropped today, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com and follow walloping Web Snappers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all podcast platforms. And hey, next week, a mysterious villain named Mr. M makes Ooh. a mysterious demand Ooh. in when Myst- I mean Magneto speaks. People oh. listen. Well, okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> See you then (laughs) See ya (laughs) <laughs> oh boy